Hi, I'm Casey Sharperson, international speaker, brand strategist, and author of the book, Dream Builder Pete, Harness Fear to Confidently Pursue Your Biggest Dreams. Here on the Dream Builder Pete podcast, you'll find honest conversations on how to build the successful, joy-filled life of your dreams through both strategy and inspiration. We'll talk about faith, business, career, and everything in between. Ultimately, I want you to know that you're not alone, you don't have to have it all figured out, and that your dreams are valid. I believe that you're here for a reason, and I'm so glad you are. Let's go. Welcome back. As a creator and a creative, which I know you are, I believe that everybody is a creator of something incredible in whatever area of expertise you have. And as somebody who is a creator or a creative, we're always looking at the world for ideas, for inspiration. And I'm always listening, reading, watching things, looking for that. I was watching a documentary with this guy named Lynn manuel Miranda, and he's best known for his work on Hamilton. And by his work on Hamilton, I mean the creation of this incredible phenomenon that we now know as Hamilton. For those of you who might have been living under a rock, Hamilton is really the first ever hip-hop musical, and it's about one of the founding fathers of the United States. So in this production, we get to have a look at one of the founding fathers that, again, most people weren't really familiar with his impact, all of that. And so Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to take this seemingly boring, uninteresting story person and turn him into, I mean, really one of the most well-known people (laughs) of our age, right? And what's incredible is that Hamilton has reached these crazy heights of success. They've won all sorts of awards. Lin-Manuel Miranda and everybody that was on the original cast has had such incredible success. And what's interesting is that people think, well, of course he would be able to do that because of where he went to school, because of who he knows, all of those different sorts of things. But what I found is that anybody who has had such incredible success, you know, of coming from an industry that has been working in a certain way forever and ever, and really this person has come in to shake things up, they have a story to tell, right? Like they have some obstacles that they likely overcome. And what really struck me about what Lin-Manuel Miranda said was, he said it took him seven years to write the songs for Hamilton. That in itself blew my mind. And that's where my mind started racing and thinking, man, this is what I know that my audience needs to know, hear, and understand. It might take longer than you think. Hamilton took seven years to write the songs. Not only that, I heard him also say that there was one song that took him an entire year to write. This was inspiring to me because anytime I think of a project that I have taken on, a new thing that I've done, I always feel like the moment that I have the idea, and again, I can only speak for me, but the moment that I have the idea, I immediately think that this needs to be done ASAP right now. I should drop everything, figure this out, do it right now. But when I hear people's stories like Lynn's, where he said it took him seven years to write all of the songs. It took him one year to write one of the songs. I often wonder, are we 
one, abandoning the process too early, or two, rushing our process. Just because we have an idea to do something doesn't mean that we have to force it, like we have to make it work, we have to make it fit. And I'll say that this is something that I'm working through right now as I am in the beginning stages of writing my next book. I've had these thoughts of, man, I should have the same writing process that I had with my first book, which was I had a download of information, I knew what I was gonna write about, I knocked it out in a fairly short amount of time of very dedicated writing. But this process for me, the one that I'm embarking on now, feels very different. It's a very different process and it's a lot slower. But this thought, this idea that things have to be done immediately and that they are going to be mind-blowing and they're going to change the world immediately is a part of our microwave society. So in today's episode, I wanted to take a look at a few other people to really be inspired by and to hear that they understood that a wait could be a blessing. They understood that waiting and working through the process in a methodical strategic timeline and being very intentional was a benefit for them. Some of their stories You know, if they're people of faith, they were waiting on God, but they were still doing the work. Some others, they were in a process of doing something else. They did a shift a little later in life than most people would think, and they experienced incredible success. So I've already given you one example of Lin-Manuel Miranda, how it took one year to write one song and seven years to write the entire set list for Hamilton to experience this astronomical success. So it didn't take him overnight to create this success. The second example that was further confirmation that I needed to record this episode was I was listening to a sermon that my pastor Davis um, preached and it was just a few weeks ago. It was really good. And he was talking about Caleb in the Bible He originally came out of numbers and in short, Caleb was the one that ultimately took the Israelites into the promised land and he was able to take the Israelites into the promised land because he is the one that came back with a good report instead of being scared. So some of you might know that story that there were a few spies that were sent to see the promised land and to see, get a lay of the land really And almost everybody came back and said, you know, it's beautiful. It really is overflowing with milk and honey, but there are giants there and we look like grasshoppers and we would never defeat the people that are there. So a bunch of people came back with a bad report and Caleb was one that came with a good report. So God honored that. So God honored his faith. And you would think that because God honored his faith, that at age 40, when he got the word that he would be entering into the promised land, you would think that that would be an overnight process because he already knew this is my promised place. God already confirmed it, told him, but instead of it being overnight, Caleb actually waited for 45 years to enter into the promised land. 
So he originally experienced the promised land in the flesh, saw it, felt it, smelled it, and it took another 45 years for him to now experience the fullness of what God had promised. It's pretty crazy to think about because again, we have this idea of a microwave society where we think that the moment that God gives us a word, the moment that God gives us an idea, the moment that we have an inspired idea, again, that it would produce fruit immediately. But Caleb is an example of it taking 45 years. But what's really interesting is that even though it took 45 years, Caleb actually remained in great health. He was able to do incredible work in the meantime. This is something that, again, you're going to fall probably in two different buckets around this weight that you're experiencing or this timeline that you're experiencing. One, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, he was working consistently towards the goal. In Caleb's example, he already knew what the promised land was. He already knew. He had everything in place. At this point, he's just doing other work until God opened up the door into the promised land. So you might be there. You might be the one that says, I already know what God has told me to do. I already have this inspired vision. I have already created the work. I've already written the book. I've already produced the podcast. I've already done whatever. And at this point, I'm just waiting. Like I'm just waiting for the things to produce what I know God has told me to produce. Right? I'm just waiting to see the fruit and the benefits of it. And if you are there, if you are in the midst of waiting, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary in doing good. As many of you have heard that scripture, you've heard that topic. Don't grow weary in doing good. Instead, do additional good work and grow in your skills, grow in your faith, but don't sit around, resist the urge at least to sit around and pout and say, gosh, it's been X amount of time. I thought that this would have happened by now. It's truly a shift in perspective. So Caleb waited 45 years and you could review this in Joshua 14, where Caleb finally has the opportunity to experience what God promised. And it's such a beautiful story. Next example I have for you. The third example is Ava DuVernay. And you all may know her. She's an incredible film director. And she kind of came from nowhere. You know, she came out of the middle of nowhere. She burst onto the scene at 40 years old. And then people said, oh my gosh, where have you been? (laughs) And the crazy thing is that Ava was in a totally different industry, totally different role. She didn't pick up her camera, her first camera, until age 32. And she didn't direct her first feature film until age 39. Now we know Ava as the queen of documentaries, Netflix, She directed A Wrinkle in Time with Oprah with this huge budget for Disney. You know, she's on another level. But she didn't actually start on this aspect of her quote-unquote purpose until she was 32. For some people, they think that is so old, right? Because especially when I talk to college students or even high schoolers and they feel like they have to have everything figured out. They have to know 
what's going on in their life. They have to know, quote unquote, their purpose in their early 20s so that they could be working towards that and that they're not wasting time. I wanted to share Ava's story because she is evidence that when you do work towards something, you're picking up all of these incredible transferable skills, relationship building, whatever it is, that everything is truly going to set you up for the next thing. And I believe that we put too much pressure on ourselves to have all of the answers immediately. It's truly just about doing the next right thing. And I talk about this a lot in my book, Dream Build Repeat. It's about doing the next right thing. We've got to take this pressure off of ourselves that there is a timeline for success because by many standards, Ava was already working in another industry doing other work. She should not have had a huge career shift, career change, especially into something that was not guaranteed. It was a shot in the dark to enter into the film industry, to the entertainment industry. So 32, she picked up her first camera. Age 39, she directed her first feature film. So although it feels like an overnight success, she put in 40 years of work or 20 years of work, however you want to look at it, before she got to the point of seeing the fruit and the manifestation of this crazy idea that she had in her early 30s to shift careers. The last example that I want to share with you is about David. We're going back to a biblical story about King David, who was identified and named and anointed as king as a teenager. He had evidence that he was the one, everybody knew that he was the next king, but he didn't actually experience being king until 15 years later. And in that time period of him knowing this, he was in a position of servitude. He was serving the current king. He was building the current king's kingdom. This is something that most of us wouldn't want to do. Think about it. In real today's times, in real time, if we were told that we were going to own a company, and then instead of us being in C-suite executive level, we are now the assistant to the president. Not executive assistant, like think about it being, being the person taking the calls in the office. And you know, I have the skills, I already know that I've been named the CEO, but at this time, I'm just taking calls. I'm just picking up coffee for this person when I know that I've built for so much more. This space is mine. But instead of you being in the position of power, you are now in a position of servitude. I think many of us experience that even now for those who have a desire to own a business. You might feel like that's the position that you're in right now working. You know, if you have a vision of doing something else and what you're doing day to day doesn't reflect that and doesn't match that, it can be frustrating. It can be discouraging. But what we see from King David is that in that time of servitude, he did it with his whole heart. He did it because he knew that this was a part of his journey 
and he was gaining skills. He was gaining perspective. He was gaining allies. There is a purpose, and you can certainly write this down. There is a purpose for everything that you experience in life. And there's also a purpose for every loss that you experience in life. Whether it was intentional, unintentional, all of those pieces, I always say, are knitted together into the fabric of your story. Everything. So if you shift your perspective to say that being in this position is going to push me forward rather than revert me back to a different place, you're going to see things differently. You're going to experience things differently. So David waited for 15 years. He served. And then once the current king started getting jealous, (laughs) that David was making all of these allies and people loved him so much and he was doing such great work even on the battlefield. Now, his friend, King Saul, who was his friend, his mentor, has now turned on him. Now David has to go on the run. (laughs) So not only did he serve this person, the person that he was serving turned on him, became his greatest enemy. And through all of that, David still knew that his purpose hadn't changed, his assignment hadn't changed, and his anointing hadn't changed. So even when you are experiencing hardships, even when things aren't working out the way that you want them to work, know and understand that you still have a calling and you're still anointed for what is assigned to you. So don't fret, don't get scared, don't get weary because you're not seeing the fruit. Because ultimately... If that space was for you to occupy, you will occupy that space. You just need to go on a journey. So David waited 15 years to become king, and then he became an incredible ruler over his people. It might take longer than you think. If it's taking longer than you think to experience what you feel like you should experience, just keep going. One last story I wanted to share, a friend of mine who will be on the podcast soon, and I don't want to tell her whole story, but I'll give you just a snippet into what her story is. And she was one who at the beginning of a year, so the first six months of the year, she was barely making any money in her business. She was struggling, trying to figure out how she was going to pay her bills. Things were getting repoed, all sorts of things. It was intense. That was the first six months of the year. She had an idea, an epiphany. One day, started executing on that idea. The second half of the year, she, I don't know the exact numbers. I was going to say she tripled, but she could have quadrupled what she made in the first half of the year. Right? She made multiple six figures. In six months. So I say that to say that there just has to be a moment, one shift, one perspective change, one idea, one viral video, one viral post, one person to vouch for you in a meeting for you to get promoted, whatever it is. It just takes one moment. So don't grow weary in doing good. 
keep going, keep pressing. It might take longer than you think, but it's worth it. Chat soon and be encouraged. Thank you so much for tuning in. Did you know that all the resources mentioned today can be found in the show notes on caseysharperson.com slash podcast. That's a great place for you to connect with me and the incredible guests that you get to meet on the show. Then make sure that you subscribe anywhere that you're listening to this podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode. If you happen to have iTunes, could you do me a quick favor and leave a review? It'll take just 30 seconds and it would mean so much to me. I also want to invite you to share this episode with anyone, and I do mean anyone, who needs a little encouragement, motivation, or clarity as they pursue their big dreams. You never know how that simple act can change someone's day. These are just two quick and easy ways to get this message out to more and more people around the world. Until next time, make sure to go after your dreams. I believe in you and the world needs your brilliance.